As usual, this is your warning that this podcast is recorded in front of a whole host of live household animals, as well as at least one cat in the studio right now, so expect interruptions and we apologize in advance. This is also your warning that this podcast is not kid-friendly. I mean, I guess it's kid-friendly, but we swear a lot. We don't do anything explicit. The kids these days. That's true. Consider it PG-13, I think. Also, we like old fart music. We do like old fart music. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 19. Woo! 19 episodes already. And this week I have an interview with my friend Taurus Balog, who is the founder of the OpenNMS group and one of the stakeholders in the OpenNMS open source project. It's really cool. And he's going to talk about some of the stuff he does to keep organized and running an open source project and herding those cats. Another thing we're going to talk about is... Since it's now November... November 1st, as of the time of this recording. November 1st. And I've started to get a lot of questions about choosing planners for the new year. When December rolls around, unless you have an academic calendar or an academic planner... I'm just not having a good night when it comes to pronouncing clearly. When it comes to planners, they're going to run out last day, December 31st, and so now is kind of the time to start thinking about, did you like what you were using this year? If you're using a paper planner, do you want to start using a paper planner? January 1st is a great time to start. December 1st is a great time to start. Any time is a great time to start, really. It's true. But this is sort of like you can you can start preparing for making that shift now versus waiting until the last week of the month and then scribbling everything down on that first couple days while you wait for the New Year sale. You you know there are going to be other sales before then, and frankly, I would rather take the time to look over planners and go through a bunch of them before we get to the what's on sale and on clearance that first week of January. Now, there's going to be a lot of talk coming up next month probably as you get closer to the Christmas holiday, about New Year's resolutions. I'm going to categorically say if you do New Year's resolutions, more power to you. You have fun with that. I like to wait about a month and then assess things as we get close to February. Because if you make that that line in the sand and, and it works for you, that's fantastic. Do it. But a lot of studies show that you get that momentum and you don't, a lot of people don't maintain. That's why there's such a large return in February and March of exercise equipment. Or a lot of complaints about, oh, that holiday weight, I just can't seem to lose it. Because you'll set out with a fitness goal, you'll set out with a organizational goal. Organizational goal or something like that. That'll be unrealistic frequently. Very frequently. And then you'll get disheartened by the by about February or March because it doesn't seem to be working. And so I like to look at things in February because that gives me sort of a warm-up. I know how the kind of a tone is set for the year. Good God, the tone I did not expect to be set for 2017 that <laughs> I knew by February, right? But <clears throat> you've also got 
a general idea maybe of, of what has worked for you in the past and what hasn't. And there, it, it isn't like there's a drop dead date. The whole idea on New Year's resolutions is here's a drop dead date. You have something set in stone and you start working on it right now. And that does not work for a lot of people. The tone of 2017 about February was uh, was uh, sort of the the riders of Rohan deciding they're going to ride to their deaths. Yeah, you know, it was it was Theoden going to we ride to ruin in the world's ending, and we haven't actually gotten out of that yet. I'm no, still mm-mm. on the horse. Yeah, uh, a lot of us are. So don't feel bad if 2017 feels like it's been a complete waste creatively or, pro- or from a productive standpoint, because you are not alone. And quite frankly, if you kept from getting shoved off the cliff, you give yourself a, a high I, five, yeah. you, you, you won. Victory is at hand. Yes. And the first person who says, well, 2018's got to be better is going to get a kick in the pants. Because that's what don't we're saying. Don't say it. Yeah. Don't tempt fate. Yeah. That's what we said about 2017, and you see where that got us. Anyway. Anyway, uh, I, yeah. my Wombat Test subject, however... Has a thing to talk about for once. You do. We're moving into November. Yes. Which, if, for a lot of people, means NaNoWriMo. Yes. If you are unfamiliar with NaNoWriMo, it is National Novel Writing Month. Uh, it is a sort of big push that happens every year where people try to write 50,000 words in November. And... I think this is awesome. Uh, it's, I say this because, you know, writing, obviously dear to my heart, that's how I make a living. So it's dear to my stomach and actually all parts of my anatomy. Um, my hair could probably manage without it. Uh, but the, uh, I, I've seen the price no, tag on you, the, the chemicals right. and the, the color the hair, to keep yeah. your hair the way it is. Yeah, yes. No. Uh, writing is important to every fiber of your being. It's true. Uh, the I love NaNoWriMo. Um, it is there are uh, you can go online find any number of people who will get all grumpy and curmudgeonly and tell you it's not you know real writing. Send those people to me. I'll kick their ass. Uh, I will. I will even. I will unlock my rule about never ever mentioning awards to win a fight and club them upside the head with a Hugo. <laughs> Two Hugos. You can you can, I can double, both sides. You can dual wield. I can now. dual wield. You can dual wield Hugos. Hugos. Yes. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> uh, but but only in in this cause. Uh, yes. I, I can't use them in self defense. Uh, no, that's what the nebula is for. Yeah. I can't even lift the fucking nebula for that long. Uh, uh, thing weighs a ton. Uh, anyway, the uh, uh, screw those people. Forget the haters. Writing a novel happens when you write the novel. There, the publisher does not come up to you and say, all right, but before we buy this amazing piece of work, you have to prove you wrote it in the accepted fashion. As long as you don't steal it from somebody else, you're writing it correctly. It's fine. If it, Pretty much. If it ends with a novel at the end, you have done it right. Uh, and even if it ends with a novella or a novelette at the end... You've done it right. And even if it ends with that, if it doesn't end, if you have a half-finished novel, that can work out in your favor. Clockwork Boys, which will be out this holiday season, I started, that was my NaNoWriMo project in 2006. Uh, you can you can sit on a project for a long-ass time. You're very good at that. It's a skill. Yeah. Uh, so, it's very nice in that it's the one time of year when there is a big community push for it. Everyone gets very excited. You can go to nanorimo.org. Uh, they have uh, they have badges you can unlock. We know how we love badges. We do. 
uh, and share your word count. And the thing is, you don't have to let anyone read the novel afterwards. That's totally fine. Uh, you can. It, so it's kind of honor system too. It really is. Uh, well, you ha there's a thing at the end where you can validate your word count, which is basically you upload the word doc, and then it says, "Oh, yep, that is absolutely valid." But okay. you don't have to do that. You don't have to go on the website. You can just be like, "I'm gonna do NaNoWriMo this year and write as much as I can." The goal is to have written fifty thousand words by the end of the month. That's. Uh, I think it works out to like sixteen hundred a day or something. There's a little more than that. Um, I've done it and written 60,000. Uh, I have failed miserably at it many years. Just because I do this for a living doesn't mean I can write 50,000 words in a month. Uh, if you can write 50,000 words, frankly, in 2017, I believe you should get hazard badges for a that. A little, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's impressive. Uh, what I do, I do not most years do NaNoWriMo anymore. I do my own thing, which I call NaNoFemo. <laughs> not to be confused with, with the clay. Uh, it is also not National Novel Fighting Month, as someone suggested. <laughs> <laughs> Two novels enter, one novel leaves. Uh, it is uh, National Novel Finishing Month. And I like to use uh, the, the sort of joy and excitement and enthusiasm of NaNoWriMo to propel me to finish some damn projects because as you know I usually have like you know 10,000 things lying around um, and often I don't even finish them I'm just like this is a great time to drag out old projects into the light look at them go that was good and I know what happens next for a few minutes let, go go. let the dog that's not the dog that's oh, Torty is that Torty okay like we warned you about the cats oh I'm Torty if you want okay, and you don't have to set aside like a specific month to do that sort of thing if you want to do that sort of push push or whatever in the middle of June, go for it. It's just easier when everybody else is doing it and you have or, the momentum and the support group and the shaming. Uh, it's only internal shaming. No one's going to yell at you. It's just, fair. you know, you have the, the, oh God, they all made word count. I too must make word count. Don't do this to your friends. You should be enthusiastic about your friends. Find someone you really hate who's doing NaNoWriMo and beat the shit out of them. That's terrible advice. Don't, My God, don't, literally don't listen beat to them, that. But if they're like, I only got out of their five... Word count. Yeah, if, if, if they're like 500 words today, then you got to do six. If they're like 1,000 words, you have to do 1,100. If I you don't hate actually them, ever do this. I'm just saying, if that's the only thing that motivates you, spite is a brilliant motivator for many things. So many things. I have written novels based on spite, as we all know. This is very true. Yes. Someday, yes. someday I will be able to write a romance novel that is not Bioware fix fic. But there's so, so much, much that, needs fixing. that needs fixing there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, I love NaNoWriMo. Um, mm -hmm. I love NaNoFemo. Harness the momentum of the month. Get on with all your friends. Cheer each other on get some stuff done, pull out some projects you haven't looked at and be like, this was good and I didn't suck. Or if you can't say that about yourself and some of us can't, I understand not because you suck, but because it's very hard to internalize that you don't suck and I'll say, yeah, yeah. you know, by God, it may suck, but I can write more of it. I can make more that sucks and throw more words at it. Uh, Always an option. Yes. I have done many projects that got farther and farther along. So this month I have two projects that I really need to work on. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to finish the Wonder Engine, which really only needs like five or 10,000 words. And I have to finish the book, which I can now announce, uh, The Twisted Ones, sold to Simon & Schuster. 
Uh, oh man, I can't wait to see the end of this one. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, hope I stick the landing. Well, we'll 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 all find out. Well, I'll probably find out before everybody else because you're gonna shove it under my nose and go read this now. Read it, read it, read it. Tell Why me if you're it works. It? Yeah. Uh, the and that's what I get in the car and I drive across town <laughs> you have by myself. Never once done that. No, but it's come close once or twice when you're like you you snickered. Why are you snickering? You sniffled. Yes, there a bug just flew up my nose. No, it had to be with the book. Why? Why I, are you sniffling? You, I have never said when you said there was a bug up your nose. I have never said it had to be book related. I respect the bug. Um. I haven't. Don't give me that That's, look. No, no. I, I am. I am secure in this. The time place. is coming, though. Eh. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, I will also be using NanoFemo, most likely to work on my other major method of getting stuff done, which is to have assigned myself those two projects that need to get done. Whereupon, I will probably wind up putting ten thousand words on the thing with the sword that no one has bought. Although the thing with the sword has a lot of promise i think it might be like i was like i think this might be like a fluffy romance and i could just feel my editor like spasm in terror like as if something had walked across her grave because i try to write a fluffy romance and god and then i was describing how like the guy's torso is nothing but you know scribbled silver lines because he scars silver because he's stuck in a sword because he's taken so many death blows to jam him back in the sword and then I was like, wait, does that belong in a fluffy romance novel? No. Okay. That's, wow, okay. Well, dude, he, the, the, he dies, he goes back in the sword. He's like, yeah, that's what I do. I stand in front of people and take death blows. Wait till you get to the sequel. Okay. The sequel with the other sword, who is like completely covered because uh, somebody's been uh, using him to make anatomical diagrams because he heals up so quickly so they just carve him up and then stuff him back in the sword also perhaps not a fluffy romance no. I thought it was such a great idea if you have an unkillable sword and you're you know completely bent but uh, interested in science y- y- um is this some sort of twisted response to the Elric saga well, the whole thing started actually because of me saying no one like that. We were having the conversation about yeah. how no one ever got Stormbringer's side of the story, right? And Stormbringer, obviously, no one ever wants to, you know, sex up the magic sword. And then it turns yeah. out there actually is a uh, dating sim coming out where you can date your weapons. So you know, but you know, that's it's different. That's right up there with the with the sim I saw where you're. A raccoon destroying someone's yard, or the one where... No, no, that, that was that a dating sim, though? No, that was just a sim sim. Okay, no, no, dating sims, you yeah. know. Yeah. Although the one where you're the goose trying to destroy the guy's garden, and you have to, like, run up behind him and honk so he drops his hat so you can grab his hat and run away, that may be a goose dating sim. It might be. Geese are messed up. I know. Anyway... So, uh, yes, that is... I was thinking the one really twisted one with the anatomical diagrams... That would be a great chance to finally bring Learned Edmund back at, like, 25 and give him a love story. At 25? How old is he in the first one? 19. Oh, dear God. That's a so, plot point. At one point, the, the hero is like, he's like, why am I not in charge? They're like, because you're 19. Do you even have to shave yet? Yeah. So. I guess i Also, he queers a $3 bill. $2 bill. However many 
Yeah, that was bills. that. I mean, that sort of reeks of the character when he's like, "Oh God, why is one of them leading us?" I was yeah. like, "Is he a misogynist?" No, he's just an asshole and doesn't realize how far in the closet he is. Well, no, it wasn't so, the in the closet thing. It was it's it's that the the scholarly order he's in just doesn't have women. He's never been around them and has no idea what to do. It's just you know, along the way he's gonna figure things some out. things out. You okay. can totally be a completely straight misogynist. Well, that I'm aware of. Yes. You can be a totally gay misogynist. Honestly, misogyny is 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 a remarkably egalitarian character flaw. Yes, and it will be... If you bring your misogyny to my presence, it may <laughs> actually be physically beaten out of you. Aww. It may not. It may just be verbally beaten out of you. So there's that. Anyway... So yes. Yeah. Um, I did think that the anatomical diagram one was a nice that's, touch. So back on track to being productive. Well, that's a brilliant <laughs> idea, and I'm also really kind of weirded out, and all that stuff. Well, that's another form of productivity, actually. Uh, as, as we were just talking earlier uh, about, um, I think, the band tool. Yes. And a thing that, that my editor has said to me, which is what I admire about you, is that you have lots of issues, and you have put them in harness and made them pull the wagon. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and that is something that I believe Tool has done quite a lot of over the last 20 years or so. You know, you don't have to be sane to be successful. You just have to take all of your issues and make money with them. Yes. Yes. That's our story, and we're sticking to it. Hey, it's worked for me for 40 years. I must be sane because I'm making no money. Anyway. (laughs) Sadly, you cannot qualify it with that. Yeah. (coughs) that all being the case the dogs want in and then i have i have some bad news for you oh jesus so it's is, is it going to involve the damn tomato it is not going to involve the tomato but it is going to involve wonderlist okay wait it's not going away is it well go let the dog in and I I'll, let the, it's the cat oh it's the cat okay so microsoft bought wonderlist quite some time ago and has recently started to fold the features into a new task tracking program that interfaces very much with Microsoft Outlook, obviously, and the other Office 365 tools. They have said that when they have converted all of the features into this that they want from Wonderlist into this new tool, they will be sub- sunsetting Wonderlist. No! They have not set a timeline, so it could be next week, it could be 2020. But it was working for me. Uh, it's Yes, and it can continue to work for you. But now we have a problem. Eventually I will no longer have a machine that can run it. Eventually it just won't work anymore. They'll shut down the servers that are the back end of it. Are you going to be okay? I saw that look. That was a startled look. Con! <laughs> She's actually shaking her fist in the air here, folks. But... I have some good news and maybe some not so good news. I don't know. It depends on how you feel about this. The people over at Remember the Milk have gone ahead and just said, so we know this is happening, and to make it easier for all of our friends who use Wonderlist, here's a tool that will just import everything for you. Oh. Just switch it right over. The only thing they support importing from right now is Wonderlist. But as these things go, it's it's sort of like that, that PR moment of what can we do to get this market that is being abandoned by 
and, and make the market feel all warm and fuzzy yes. towards us. Because, like, suddenly, remember the milk, the little cow had a halo, and angels were singing, oh. Yes. And I was like, yes. oh, you're saving me, you nice people. And if you haven't looked at them in a very long time, I haven't. they have a fancy new web UI that matches their apps, and it's actually really nice. Not so bare bones as it was before. So is my assignment to others I'm working on NaNoWriMo to check out Remember the Milk? It is. Okay. And even try the import function if you want. All right. But because I loved it because like... I know. The way I work like here on... on uh, I, I, I just had word count by month. Word count October 2017. Whenever I wrote some words, I just wrote it down. Look at all the words I wrote. Yeah, I know. Holy crap, that's a lot of words. That's a lot of words. I wish there was a way to add that up. There uh, probably is. Anyway. There's there's yeah, automation around that. Yeah. Uh, calculator. True. Hey, it's worked for me. Um, Thinky thing. Now, the other option is at some point, we probably will have to look at this Microsoft thing. And since they've been very good about supporting platforms that aren't Windows, even if they do sort of cut the features off the knees if you're not on Windows, because they're still kind of jerks about that, but they're getting better. I, I still getting feel better. betrayed by OneNote. So many of us are. Yay, we have a web interface, and it doesn't support all the cool stuff. Yay, we have a Mac version, and it does. And what about iPad? Oh, I know where this is going. But I'm hopeful that they will, over time, bring a lot of those features over and make it better. Or they're going to lose a lot of users. And thinking of people who are adding features all the time, I have an interview with our friend Taurus Balog. Oh, that was a nice segue. He's a big fan of yours. He I, is. I've been a big fan of his the software project he works a lot of his time on. That was horrible grammar. He spends a lot of time on and actually pays his bills. And I'm a big fan of driving mm -hmm. around the town because we all live in, in the same small town and uh, knocking him out of gyms and then sending him notes saying, I'm in your gym killing your Charizard in Pokemon Go. Uh, and yeah. he does the same to me. <laughs> yes. He will also send a message that says, hey, there's a raid battle for X at Angelina's Pokestop or Poke yes. Gym. Do you want to go for it? And so, hey, we do. Mm. Yes. I just got the new legendaries and I saw a sign. Oh, awesome. So that's there's neither that. Here nor there, that's there. neither here nor there. That's our our reward. One of our rewards is, is Pokemon Go. Yes, whenever I I am uh, when I write at the coffee shop, right. uh, when I am like at a point where I'm like I have written some and I need a second, to, I yell Ducky because the barista is named Ducky. Ducky, guard my stuff, and he says I will avenge your death, and I go off and. Uh, uh, Walk down to the courthouse and do the do all the poker stops and, and the, the gyms and yeah and the other people in the coffee shop look at us weird because Ducky's a stand-up guy. <laughs> Ducky is. Ducky's a stand-up guy. I should dedicate a book to him. You probably should. <laughs> so we're going to talk to Taurus, or I'm going to talk to Taurus, yes. and we will be back in just a little bit. Hey, I almost forgot. I love Taurus, but you should be aware that he uses a term in here that is borderline ableist and could be considered offensive. I'm not going to filter or bleep anything out. I just wanted you guys to be aware of that before you go into the interview.
So hey, I am here with my friend Taurus Balog. He is the something of OpenNMS. Yeah, I have the, the title CEO, but CEO? It's, okay. it's more like I'm the crap umbrella. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my job. Yeah. Well, my job is to keep all the crap from doing hitting the guys who do the real work. That's the yes. So, um, but yeah, that. CEO is the title. Yep. So the first question is introduce yourself. So if you want to give a little more in depth or any other <laughs> projects you're working on, this is sort of the chance to do it. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I got involved in uh, computers and stuff when I was like 12. So it was like 1978. Yep. Um, when I finally graduated college, I've been kicked out of some of the best schools in the country, but I did manage to finally <laughs> get a BSEE in 1991. I went to work for Northern Telecom, and I ended up getting into this whole realm of, hey, how can we connect these newfangled PC things up to the legacy oh, telephone? That, yeah. Because back then, Datacom and voice communications were different. Oh, I remember yeah. vividly, yeah. Not yeah. anymore, but... Um, and from there, I migrated into network management, mm -hmm. um, worked with a lot of expensive products, yep. and some people I knew um, uh, had started in 1999, had started this thing called OpenNMS. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, hey, you know, because you know how... Console, oh, yeah. You know how the world is. It's like you end up taking these commercial products and you write all this glue to make them talk to each other, Oh, yeah. And then if, if, if one guy upgrades, then you end up having to rewrite your glue, and it's a pain in the ass. So what ends up happening is that, um, you know, I said, well, what if we, you know, basically formalize this glue? What if mm -hmm. we, you know, we have a repository, and we write all this, and we work together, and we can make this thing called OpenNMS? Yeah. And so I started working on OpenNMS on September 10th, 2001. Very <laughs> easy day to remember. Yeah. Because yeah. my second day of work was when 9-11 hit, and... Um, that wasn't exactly the best time to start a business. No. Um, but I uh, managed to keep it going until uh, May of 2002 mm -hmm. when the company I worked for, a company called Oculan, decided they weren't going to do open source anymore. And so yep. I saw the potential of it. So I ended up taking over the OpenMS project. Yeah, you took, you took a fork of that early source code. Um, actually, they gave me OpenNMS, and okay. Oculan was a fork of OpenNMS. Ah, okay. So they had kind of, they used OpenNMS as a base, and then they put different GUIs and some extra the, functionality the, yeah. on top of it. I, I wouldn't exactly call it the open core model, but it was kind of like that yeah, in the sense yeah. that they leased these boxes out, and, and they were trying for a network management appliance thing. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I started that in 2002, um, and then... The only real talent I have is getting amazing people to work with me, uh, and so I managed to keep the project alive just enough to where I could, uh, could get other people involved, and so we're what? Uh, so we, we actually formalized the OpenNMS Group, the company yep. that exists now, in 2004, and so we just celebrated, uh, what, 13 years? 13 years. Yeah. yeah, and so we've outlived a number of companies that were, oh, yeah. were back then, but that's kind of how I got, I mean, I wasn't an open source guy. You know, to me, it just made sense. It made business sense. Yeah. I'm like, because when you sold something like HP OpenView, you'd go to these reseller conferences and they'd say, for every dollar in software licenses you sell, you can uh, uh, make approximately $8 in services. And I was like, okay, well, why don't I let my customer keep his dollar? <laughs> yeah. And then because this is open source, we can modify it to fit their needs quickly. So it takes half as much time to deploy. So it's $4. And so you get to, all that goes back to the community, which can then use it. And can and the community contributions come in and help your paying customers. Oh yeah, no, I'm. It's funny. We just had that. We had a customer come to us and they were paying for some custom support. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, why are we sharing this? And 
we basically went back to them and listed all of the sponsored, <laughs> well, this company paid for this, this company paid for this, this company paid for this, and we listed like you know 15 years of sponsored work, and it added up to millions of dollars. Like, you get all that for free. Yeah. And they were like, Okay, we can, we can do that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And plus, I tell them, it's like, look, if it costs, let's say it costs $50,000 or $100,000 for a particular feature, if that's not worth it for you, if you're not going to save fifty dollars or $100,000 for or more, yeah. you shouldn't do it in the first place. There you go. <laughs> you, know, you may think you need this feature, but you may not. And it's like, so anyway. That's I mean, I've doing. written my own mods for it, so yeah. there's that. I mean, yeah. I actually still, in, in um, I used your blog post on using the remote monitor to monitor <laughs> private networks in my house. I mean, that's how I monitor my, my network, uh, yeah. or did up until just recently. Until the, the new remote. Until came. Dominion came yeah. out, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, how do you keep yourself organized with all this going on? Ooh, you say I'm organized? Is that <laughs> uh, hey, man, you know, you um, got to keep track of your meetings, your appointments, the things you need to do somehow. Yeah, sometimes, do you ever have those days where you feel like all you do is look at inbox? Yes. I mean, I hear this inbox zero thing and all this, and, and you know, and your inbox is not supposed to be your to-do list, but in my, my <laughs> mind, I'm just copying my inbox to some other to-do list, so I'm like, I might as well just leave the inbox where it is. Um, no, it's, uh, um, I just, it, what is it, uh, you have to run all day just to stay in place kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You know, every new thing that comes out. Uh, luckily, I, I'm, I'm a big open source guy. Like, a few years ago, I transitioned all, I mean, I use open source for pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. And we've got really good calendaring apps. We're now migrating yep. um, from a very, we have a very good software platform called Sogo that okay. we used for calendaring and contact management stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out that Nextcloud does it as well. And oh, we use yeah. Nextcloud for so much other things. Might as well just add it on. So, yeah. yeah, and we're going to repurpose the server for something else, but we're, so I'm now migrating mm -hmm. all of my, uh, all of our calendars and contacts into, into Sogo. Um, and I just, just run with that. But usually I have, you know, uh, I'm pretty good at prioritizing. Um, mm -hmm. When, so when I started OpenMS, everyone's like, whoa, you need a mission statement. <laughs> you know, and mission statements for most software companies is we're going to be the industry leader, paradigm shifting, synergy building, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. You set your North Star and you guide by that. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and, and I'm like, okay, our mission is to help customers have fun and make money. And the, so yeah. it's like, help customers try to have fun doing it. Because most of our guys, I, I got almost all my guys out of the community. So they used to yeah. do this stuff for free. <laughs> now they're getting paid and it's, to do it. now it's like they're eating an ice cream sundae and they find money at the bottom. I mean, they just—it's just you know—so they make the greatest, uh, uh, greatest customer support people, and and everyone. I mean, yeah. everyone says, "Oh, customer support." Oh, no, I'm like everyone in my company is in customer support. That's what we do. We help customers, and if we have fun doing it, the money will come, and it has. I mean, uh, it hasn't always been easy. And yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not driving a Tesla, but you know, at least uh, you know our customers are happy, and I don't have, I'm not in. in that's because I don't have any um, obligation to an investor or something right. to screw my customers. <laughs> yes. So, um, so basically, you know, calendar, email, and then fighting fires. But um, I try to do the quadrant two stuff, like yeah. trying to standardize on Nextcloud is kind of a you know, mm -hmm. it's not it's not um, uh, what is it urgent? It's important, but it's not. It's urgent. important, but not urgent. Yeah. And so we do spend some time doing that. But so yeah, that that rolls into what what habits or systems are important as part of all that. Oh. And the, the, the Eisenhower quadrant is always kind of a neat one because a lot of people don't think about that one. That's actually what it's 
I guess, technically called. Oh, I always called them Covey quadrants. Yeah, well, it, but it did was, he take it from somebody? He took it from uh, from General Eisenhower. Oh, okay. That was how Eisenhower made a lot of his decisions on on things, and so it is technically the Eisenhower quadrant. Eisenhower. But yeah. yeah, so you went through the Covey stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, oh, I'm 51 years old, so I, I kind of grew up, you know, that was the sharpening your saw, it was yeah, like yeah. The, the thing that people did, and um, a lot of the covet, I've, I've read the 10 Habits of Successful People, you know, yeah. years ago, but to me, what really stuck was this idea of, you know, divide things into important and unimportant, and if it's unimportant, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. And then focus on important, and where you want to spend all your time is not urgent, so you have time to think about it, yep. and, and, and important. Um What's kind of um, within the organization, um, we're really, we got, we kind of bit the agile bug. There's, yeah, I mean, no, if you, <laughs> if you take the time to, to really work agile, make agile work for you and not make you work for agile, it can be fantastic. Well, and, and this is kind of the one piece of, uh, well, the one set of proprietary software that we rely heavily on is the Atlassian product suite so yeah. luckily because we're an open source project and we do everything in the open they give us a license but right, right. big on jira so mm -hmm. anything we do it's funny if a customer comes to us and sponsors development he gets an epic in yeah uh, and we tell those user stories and everything and then when our customers go well where are we at this project we're like go log in and you look, go take a look click, yeah. the, click this link um bamboo mm -hmm. we have it was kind of cool um i've worked for a lot of companies that had training Mm -hmm. And so they had this really nice training room that would sit idle most of the time because, you know, I yeah. never worked for a training company. So maybe once a month, once a quarter, the training room it would, would be it used. Would use, yeah. Well, we use all of our training machines as bamboo clients. Oh. And so when anyone does a commit, it pushes everything out. So your build farm is your training room except when training Except on. when training. And, and we always try to not schedule an open MS release. Around near training. around training yeah. time because we will take a bunch of machines out of out of service. But that's but, all integrated into the Jira and the task tracking. Exactly, all that we're stuff. huge test driven development. So because okay. people, you know, we're only about fifteen people, and you know, how do you yeah. create this without a, you know, I've worked for some companies where fifteen people was a fraction of the test team. Right. You know, but oh, we yeah. do, now with test driven development, and we bought all our guys the books. If you're a contributor, we'll send you a test driven development book. And mm -hmm. the idea is, you know, you you write your test. It'll, of course, fail. Mm -hmm. Then you write your feature until the test passes, and then you clean <laughs> up your code. There you go. I mean, yeah. and, and, and so right now, I think we're close to 10,000 tests. So the build with full tests takes something like three hours to Oof. run. But, but, you know, we had this customer who, who paid for a feature back in 2000. I think it was 2003. It was before <laughs> the OpenMS group was official. And um, they didn't upgrade until like 2009. And um, they were the only one using this kind of weird feature, but they paid for it, so we put it in the code. Right. And because we wrote tests, oh, you know, yeah. when we upgraded them, and there were, there'd been something like forty major releases or forty, you know, releases between yeah, yeah. that, and and it just worked. Oh, so, see, that's, that's so test-driven development, Jira, Scrum. We're yeah. not really a Kanban. We've tried the whole Kanban board thing. See, I love Kanban boards. But yeah. I, yeah. See, I'm, not a, I'm not a developer. I, that's the okay, guys. Yeah. And, uh, but to my knowledge, they don't use that very much. But they do use it. In, they do use um, something similar in Jira to, to you know, what issues they're working on. And they, mm -hmm. they do sprints. And it's yep. like, okay, we're going to do these in the next two weeks. And, uh, and the beautiful part of you know, day is you can always mm -hmm. be connected. And so yep. we have guys in Germany, we have guys in Canada. We, we actually have an, an honest to goodness office in Canada now. Oh, nice. So the Open NMS Group Canada. Oh, and so you had to do the whole, the whole foreign incorporation thing. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to, we'll probably end up having to do it in the UK as well. So. And they're 
as we learned in, uh, in, in my company, because of the employment laws, you'll probably have to do it if you get anybody in Australia. Ah. Well, well, actually, um, there's a company, we'll probably do an announcement in January, we're, we're pretty much pretty close to signing an agreement to partner with a company. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Uh, there's a really cool guy who uses OpenNMS, and, mm -hmm. um, and our PacRim, I mean, we've had companies in the PacRim, yeah. but you think about it, it's 12 hours out. Oh, I know. And it's never <laughs> easy. I mean, it's like, okay, at 6 o'clock at night is 6 a.m., you know, mm -hmm. at least in Europe, you know, we, we schedule everything in Europe in, the, in our morning, their afternoon. Right, right. You know, it's not really, and then East Coast, West Coast, I mean, yeah. you know all about oh, I know all about that, California. but we have, we have people in, we have an office in Australia ourselves, and mm -hmm. so there is, there's a lot of collaboration between the Australian team and the West Coast team, because they overlap several hours, and the... Australian team and the European team overlap oh, yeah, some. Yeah. So the one where it's sort of a gap is, you know, they're they're used to seeing me first. Like if I'm working late, they're and they're coming online. They're like, why, why are you still here? Shouldn't you be having dinner with your kids or something? Yeah. And uh, that's the the, the guy we the, we deal with in Australia is pretty much he works a lot of uh, of U.S. East Coast mm -hmm. hours. So when the, I go in in the morning, he's sitting there, you know, on our chat. Late night for him. Yeah. So what do you so? Are you, are you like me? Are you overwhelmed with chat clients now? It is a distraction, yeah, uh, but I'm finding that I can target and I keep my notifications very, very specific. So, yeah, I'm a little overwhelmed with mostly Slack clients. I know you guys aren't using Slack. Well, I, you know, I have friends who use Slack, so right. sometimes I have to hop on Slack, but we use Mattermost, which is the, mm -hmm. an open source clone. But then I have friends who are on Telegram. I have yep. other people on GroupMe. Yeah. And then there's IRC. Now, what we did with IRC is we bridged it in our matter Start bridging it all in. Yeah. Right. So I never, if anyone wants to catch me on IRC and our IRC channels, they can. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, even I'm trying to get rid of our mailing lists. Because we have like a forum now, and we have a forum. I'm like, well, the forum will email you when anything new gets posted. So why don't yep. we just migrate everything to the forum? And my personal opinion, I can't stand forums. They drive me crazy. I can't. I'm an, yep. again inbox guy. You know, yep. I like my inbox, yeah. and but I can make it kind of work. And right now, I just ignore both forums. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just don't have the time. And right. it's like I'm thinking if I could could narrow it down to like one or two, like. Matter most or something for instantaneous, hey, I need help immediately. And yep. then, you know, toward the end of the day, I mean, I do all my writing. I do everything in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so usually by the end of the end of the day, I'm doing more of the busy work. You right. know? And it's not that it's not valuable work. It's just easier to do. Whereas this, when I'm writing or creating, I need, you know, I can't listen to music. I, yeah, I, listen, I do most of my code, I want to say, between about 10 a.m., and 2 p.m. unless I'm on call that day, at which point I'm on call that day and yeah. there's nothing else happening. But those are those are like my good hours, the the, the 10 a.m. To, to 2 p.m. Eastern block, and that's where I get like all my, like if I'm making a big Ansible change, that's where I write most of the code. And then I'll spend the afternoon testing and fixing right. bugs and switching between that and the chat client because we communicate inter-team mostly on our Slack client and save emails for mostly talking to other teams or really big long explanations that don't fit yeah, or something really. that needs to go across time zones. If we need to talk to send something to everybody on the team, then obviously it's going to go to email because I can't guarantee that our Australian guy is going to scroll through the 200 messages since I came online yeah. this morning to find that one thing, that decision we were discussing at 9 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Right. So that's 
that covers a whole wide range of systems. Yeah, we, as I said, we, you know, uh, another piece of closed source software I use is we, we finally bit the bullet and we use QuickBooks Online. Okay. Um, and one of the reasons is is that I have an accountant now. I've got lawyers and accountants, which I didn't mm -hmm. have when we started out, and um, and new cash wasn't around. Right. Um, but what we can do now is with QuickBooks Online, anyone who needs to can actually at anywhere anywhere in the world can look at the financials, and then we can just send a, a link to our our accountant. And right, you just, just give yeah. them the perms they need to be able to. I do had a tax job. question the other day, and, and he said, "Well, I need to see the." I'm like, "Just go." And he's okay. <laughs> and he's yep. like, "Oh yeah," and then he can work on that. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, but for actually making OpenNMS happen, I think the mm -hmm. big things are Jira and Bamboo. Cool. So, what's the biggest help, best advice you've been given? Something like that. Oh, geez. I've given so much good advice. Um, I don't know. The one thing I like to say is that every bad company I've worked for, if you ever work for a bad company, you can at least get good, bad examples. Yes. You know, people, you know, um, people kind of, they don't, they don't realize that, that, that that's a, you know, there's actually beneficial if you've gone through kind of that bad company experience, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in, in tech, I think, has a list. Yeah, 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 I mean, and even even the good companies I work for did some bad things, oh, yeah. and so and we strive very very hard not to not to do that and have a really open open environment, and uh, and that's kind of you know <laughs> I won't say that our financials are, are completely transparent, like I, you know. I don't think anyone really knows the exact pay, payroll that everybody has, Which, but they're yeah. close. Everyone knows mm -hmm. that everyone pretty much makes about the same. And we do in a roll up and we say, you know, here's our expenses. Here's our, we do that every month. So everyone knows yeah. what's going on. And I guess, you know, the biggest thing, at least in this kind of business is transparency. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, there's a meme going around the internet that was pretty good um, <laughs> about um, firing your bad people. Um, it, it was it was just today I saw on Twitter it and was like you know okay, firing right? a Rick you know and it's like um, you know we had a uh, we had one of our founders leave a few years ago yes I um, remember there was a there was some drama and mess around that yeah it, it's really yeah. it's really disheartening when one of your founding members leave yeah. I won't get into the, the yeah. reasons and what fors and, and why for but it turned out it was like the best thing that could have happened. <laughs> to our company, and and, and I mean, we, we still we still think very highly of this guy, but you know he wasn't happy. And I got yeah. every so often you get fortune cookies, and mm -hmm. I tape them to my monitor. Um, <laughs> but just a good, I only have like two. Yeah, yeah. And the one I taped up was it goes enthusiasm is contagious. Lack of enthusiasm is also contagious. Also contagious, yes. And it was kind of you know he wasn't yeah. happy, and it was kind of oozing out to the rest of the team. A toxic and, person kind of thing. Yeah, and it was unintentional, you know, because yeah. you know there are people who are assholes, and, oh, yeah. you know, and and they're they're you know obviously toxic people, um, but. You know, when we get the, um, you know, this was a case of a person who didn't really realize that they right. were, it, they weren't trying to be toxic. It's just, you know. It's just they, they, you realize that the, how do we phrase it? They're not a good culture fit after a while. That's, yeah. That's what we would call it. Yeah. And it's, and yeah, that sounds very silly. Not a culture fit. But, uh, yeah, but it's but, true. I mean, there's, it's harder to describe it in a different way, but. You know, everyone else, it's, it's kind of funny because a bunch of people kind of bloomed, you know, right. after that because they had this, this space that wasn't available before and, you know, the team's mm -hmm. rolling. And it's one of those things now is we hire almost everybody now in a, in a, uh, uh, a, a trial basis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and just like, you know, 90 days. I mean, we mm -hmm. wouldn't hire you if we didn't think, you know, it's not like we're, you should be looking over your shoulder every time. But it's right. one of those things where 
you know, I don't hesitate now. Not that I've had mm -hmm. to do it in a really long time, but if we, if we have somebody who's not working out, we go, you know. And it, it's mm -hmm. funny because uh, there was another story on the internet I read today about how apparently Oprah got fired from some job when she was 23. Yeah. And uh, someone pointed out, no, that wasn't Oprah. That was some punk who needed to be fired so that she could become Oprah. Yep. And in many cases, these, the people who've mm -hmm. left Open NMS that we've, we've, we've suggested, you know, find, or they've actually done well in their other job and they didn't work out with us. Just because they, they weren't quite that fit right. kind of thing. And yeah. fire, well, I, we fire customers too. Oh, and there you go. Yeah. Don't yeah. be afraid to fire customers. It's, you're sitting there, oh, crap. They, you know, it's revenue and we need revenue. And so, but no, you find mm -hmm. these toxic customers who are going to, especially in a, oh, we don't sell yeah. software. So it's like, you know, if you have someone who's taking up 80% of your support bandwidth, then, mm -hmm. you know, maybe they're not worth it. And, yeah. uh, um, and, and, and people are really hesitant to do that. But that's the one thing, that's another thing I've learned is just, if you have a bad customer, do not be afraid to fire them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. More, more companies should actually, it yeah. probably fix a lot of things. Gee, we've been, we've been fired as a customer from these 15 things, and one <laughs> person was in charge of that project. Hmm. We maybe yeah. Not to talk out of school, but we actually, and I'm not proud of this, but we got one guy fired um, because what he would do is so open NMS. We monitor things, right? And when something goes down, we can send you an email. It's yeah. one of the various ways we right, can alert right. you that there's a problem. We can send Mattermost and all this other stuff too. Well, this guy actually set up the notice to be our support email. Oh, so hey, you're getting high errors on this switch port. That and would actually open a ticket with us. And then he'd go, well, what do I do now? And I'm like, find out why you're getting high errors on this yeah, board. This is the, we don't fix your network. You know, we, just, we, yeah. we tell you what's wrong. And it very much states in our statement of work. And so we went back and forth. And when the renewal, and then mm -hmm. it's a long, the guy did other things wrong. And when right. the renewal came up, we, we approached the, the boss. And then mm -hmm. we said, look, you know, we're not going to renew you because this isn't working for us. And we explained why. And they had no idea that this guy wasn't well, doing no, his they, job. Well, no, a lot of times they don't. Yeah. And so I won't say we were the direct result of firing, but like a month later, I guess they it put him on probation. It was probably one of those. It was probably one of those straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah. And I've I've seen that happen where it's like, yeah, here's somebody teetering on the edge, and then you find out something else they've been doing. It's like, well, he's an asshole to our coworkers, but he did good work. But maybe he doesn't, and yeah. that's the that's it's the tipping point, you know. Yeah. It's, it's never mm -hmm. fun. Uh, no. I did, uh, I did the keynote at Ohio Linux Fest. I was very humbled to be asked to do it. And so I wanted to do something really you know, special for them. Mm -hmm. And what I ended up doing was I talked about the history of OpenMS and every yep. little challenge we, we faced. And at the Q&A afterwards, some guy said, well, what was the, you talked about all the good things, what was the yep. worst thing? And in 2009, I had to let three guys go. Yeah. I mean, it was not oh. a good time. Um, and I, you know, I had, and these were friends of mine. Oh yeah, and you know you end up, and they took it so well. I mean, they were just so cool about it. Well, if you're um, if you're open about the the business, they knew they, they knew, and they understand, and and you they know, knew yeah. why they were. I mean, it was it wasn't necessarily the lowest guys, but for you know one of the guys mm -hmm. was remote, and it was very very difficult to work sometimes. Yeah, and you know so, but yeah, it's it's kind of that kind of change is you know shaking up your customers mm -hmm. and your and your own employees is is probably the most difficult thing to learn about this job. Yeah. So how do you reward yourself? I could make some kind of, you know, every day is a rewarding day. <laughs> um, I don't really know. I mean, I, I uh, sometimes I reward myself by, you know, we, we have clients all over the world. We're in something like 40 countries now. Yeah. And so, like, I, I went to do a thing in Australia recently, and I took vacation. 
There you go. You know, so that's kind yeah. of a reward. But, um, you know, we're not really to the point where we can financially reward ourselves right. greatly. Because uh, I'm plowing pretty much any profit we get, we plow right back into the company. It's, it's much um, more along the, not just the company, but how do you reward yourself? Like, uh, you've had um, a good day. You know, I, I'm not reward driven like that. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm really, I don't, I used to be, you know, it's like, yeah. so, um, so like, uh, three years ago I was like, mm -hmm. you know, I really want a new car, but I, I don't really, I can't really afford a new car. Mm -hmm. And then it dawned on me, well, I could lease a car for the company. <laughs> the, the part well, of being the owner. Well, right? all right. All right. Yeah. yeah I'm, the, I'm, I'm the owner. I pay myself considerably less than my other guys. I'm like, right, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and, and. I'm going to lease myself this car. And the other thing was we were having people come into the office about once a month, once every other month. And it was costing yeah. us several hundred dollars to rent a car, and they got a crappy oh, yeah. car. So I bought this, or at least this Toyota Highlander. Okay. Because, again, it had to be an SUV. There was all these insurance mm -hmm. things, and the oh, insurance guy said yeah. it. And it's great. And so, like, um, right now we just hired this guy who moved in from Austin, mm -hmm. and he's, in, you know, he's driving a Highlander right now. Right. And what I've noticed is that um, I don't miss it. <laughs> I mean, it's a great car. It's got, got the, 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 yeah, feature yeah, yeah, that, yeah. the feature that I love is the um, radar cruise control. Mm -hmm. So it's like when I'm on my commute, I just set the speed, and then I don't worry about it. And if I'm, if I'm going to do 65 and the person in front of me wants to do 63, right. you know, I don't really notice it, and I'll slow down, and I'll follow the guy. And, I'm good. <laughs> and it's great. But, so I'm in, a, I'm in a, my 2004 car, right. and I'm kind of fine with it. So the, the kind of rewards are, you know, I've become quite this free tart. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, you know, I love the Tesla, but if I ever bought a Tesla, it would be strictly to sue them for violating the GPL. <laughs> so, allegedly, yes, yes. <laughs> allegedly, the NVIDIA drivers mm -hmm. that, are, that drive the big displays in the Teslas use GPL software, and Tesla's distributing this without the proper, the yeah. But no one wants to sue them because Tesla's so cool. And, yeah. But it's like, it's all, it's like the most closed source thing you can think of. You know, it's yeah. very, very, you can't get into that. Like the other day, we're, we're, we're building this new thing called the Minion, and mm -hmm. we'll probably run it on an operating system called PFSense. Okay, yes. So it, it it's well. the mono yeah. wall thing, free BSD mm -hmm. based thing, and it's really cool. And I was like playing with it. I'm like, this is really cool. Maybe I'll replace my, the system I have now. Well, I'm using w, OpenWRT, yep. and I have like an all-in-one access point slash switch slash yeah. router. The, the old Linksys WRT yeah, thing. I, yeah, I think I got an Asus. I got like a Black Knight. I've got something I've that's got running. I've got stacks of them at home. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm running the OpenWRT on it. It works really well. And, but the thing is, it's like, so I'm like, oh, well, if I get a new switch, well, will the switch from open source software? <laughs> and if I get an access point, because PFSense is just a box, they really right. don't tend to do, they're not designed, to, they're designed to be a firewall, not mm -hmm. necessarily a, a, you know, a router with an access point. And uh, I'm just like, so I, I, I killed that project because I couldn't get it free <laughs> enough. Go start looking, there is an open switch thing now, but it's basically right. for Cisco switches. I want little, like I have this little uh, eight port Netgear. Right, right. Little, yeah. It's a T108G or something. And they, the new model doesn't have SNP. Oh. I'm like it's got to have SMP for me but for, because OpenNMS, yeah, right. And then I started looking at all the QI. I'm like, that's software, and it's not open source software. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so the the normal things that drive people, like getting a new car or right, getting something right. like that, it doesn't doesn't do it doesn't drive me as much. But you now I've discovered as I've gotten older, I would rather buy experiences than things. Yeah. And so you know, I'm going to CubaConf. 
So um, always wanted to visit Cuba, mm -hmm. and um, I found out there's the, this group of free software people in Cuba who had this thing called CubaConf. This is yeah. the second year. I looked into it, and because it's a professional meeting, I'm allowed mm -hmm. to attend. Ah, uh, unfortunately, I have to shave it down because they don't want you doing any touristy stuff. So right, the right, conference right. is Tuesday through Thursday, so I'm down on Monday, leave first thing Friday. So yep. all that worked out, and I'd like to visit more, but I, I'm going to keep it strict and professional. Um, and that's kind of a reward. I mean, mm -hmm. technically, or am I going to get an, an open MS commercial customer out of CubaConf? Probably not. But it's, it feels right to go talk to people about free mm -hmm. software, and I'm interested to see in a company in a country like Cuba yeah. how free software is used. How it's, it's used, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I, I think we could consider Iceland a, a reward because we yeah, stopped in Iceland did. on our way to, to Finland for Worldcon. Yeah. And it was... And, and that's the sort of thing. I think uh, we talked about it at your birthday. Yeah. About how you're more, or you talked about it, because I don't know if I was, that was a discussion or that was your speech, because I know we had both been drinking at that point. Yeah, my um, friends drank about twice as much as I budgeted for. But yeah, hey, but, I, it was a great party. <laughs> uh, you only turned that age once. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, I think Ursula and I made the decision that we want to, we don't want to be those people who are 70 years old, like my parents, mm -hmm. going, oh, I always, I, I want to visit Scotland. I want to visit yeah. this. No, we're going to do it now while we're young, while my kids are young. There's no reason for us not to other than basically money. And frankly, it's sometimes worth getting into a little bit of debt for that to be able to say that I had a, you know, what was it? Like a, a 10 kroner beer while we were on the <laughs> boat on our way to Puffin Island, yeah. right? Yeah, and 10... Well, and you get over yeah. there, and plus, being in, in, involved in, in our respective communities, yes. um, you have friends anywhere you go. Yeah. And you oh, yeah. get to see... It's like Andrew and I, when we travel, we don't like to do any kind of group or anything because mm -hmm. we'll, 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 we usually use points. So we'll yeah. fly on points, and because, again, I've earned those points working. And then we'll stay in hotels based on points. And then we'll just you know, meet locals and you know, try yeah. to see the you know, locals' mm -hmm. point of view of Barcelona or locals' point of view of Hawaii or locals' point of view yeah. of Scotland. You know. Or our friend uh, Heli, who is listening right now, I'm sure, who we're eternally <laughs> grateful for taking us to the zoo, the, the Helsinki Zoo, and then to the Helsinki Grocery Store. Did you see store. Northern Lights? We did not see Northern Lights. <sighs> it's on my bucket list. Yeah, but, um, and then she's the one who prepared the meal for the Helsinki edition of Kevin and Ursula Eat Cheap. Oh, nice. And so that's something we, if we had planned like a specific groups and schedules and things like that, that's something that would have never happened. And we were eternally grateful to her and, um, and uh, her friends who made it, made it happen. But it wouldn't have happened if we'd done that sort of plan thing. And that was an experience that we'll never be able to duplicate. And you're telling me about this, and you're not telling me a thing about the last TV you bought. Or the no. last car you bought. Or, well, you know. yeah, I mean... The, I mean, those are great things. I yeah. mean, it's not... I like having nice things, but it's one of those that I've, I found when I've got older is that the joy I get from something nice... Like, if I get a nice car... I worry about maintaining it and paint, you know, washing yeah. it and keeping it in good shape because I spent so much money on it. And then when I go on a, on a, when I do a holiday, when the holiday is over, I've got all these memories and I have photos mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And it's like I don't. It's not like I have this obligation. The, yeah. the downside is gone, you know. Right, and, right. and so um, yeah, I, I find I look for very specific qualities and things now. Like yes, I have a forty-inch, forty-seven-inch TV in my mm -hmm. office. 
and I can drive it off of my work machine or my personal machine or the Fire TV, mm-hmm. so I can do Netflix or I can do con calls or whatever I want with it. Mm-hmm. And I could tell you about all the neat internet-connected features, but the big thing about it, because you can't buy them without those features yeah, anymore, no. is that it's a big, clean, functional 4K TV. Who cares? You can go and buy, anyone can go buy a 4K TV. Anyone can go out, well, almost anyone can go out and buy, you know, the Camaro I have or the, the Toyota. But it's, you know, oh yeah, that's a nice car. I enjoy driving it. It's fun to drive. But if I'm valuing myself on the things I own, it, it becomes sort of a, it becomes a losing proposition. And most people outgrow it. Not, not everyone does, but, you know. Sometimes well, I mean, the physical reward is the dopamine hit you need. Well, when, when, you know, as you mentioned, when I turned 50, we did that big party with the speakeasy, and, yeah. you know, people are still talking about it. Yeah. And I can't, I mean, outside of, there's certain, some people bought me booze, but I really, you know, I had to, mm-hmm. I'd have to stretch to think about the presents I got for right. my 50th birthday outside of that party. And the party to me is, is like, and that's, that's kind of where, you know, I really think that uh, yeah. if I had any advice to, to be, the things that get, get me is just experiences, collect memories. Yeah. So, flip side of the coin, mm-hmm. what happens when you fail? What happens when you fuck up? What happens when you make that, that mistake and it... Well, um, luckily I haven't, you know, <laughs> luckily I haven't done that in a, in a while. Yes. But, um, you know, if you understand my background, I mean, I grew mm-hmm. up in this little town called Ashburn, North Carolina. Yeah. And when I turned 18, I moved to Los Angeles. I'm never <laughs> coming back. And I went to the school called Harvey Mudd College. Yes, I've um, heard it multiple know, times. Harvey yeah. Mudd College. I mean, it's one of my buddies who went there is an astronaut. I mean, yeah. it's one of these schools. 500 people, very few people have heard about it. Mm-hmm. So few people is that when my father would tell people I was there, he'd slur it. So it sounded like Harvard Med. <laughs> or just something going to Harvard Med. And, oh, Jeez. Harvard Med. And he wouldn't correct them. But... Um, you know, so I went out there, and here I am, you know, this, this you know, southern boy, 18 yep. years old, in, in, uh, in L.A., and they had freshman pass-fail. Whoa. Yeah. And I was one of those guys who always got, like, a 92. I'd get an <laughs> A. I'd do the work I needed to get the A, but it was like, I'd get a 90. I, I never really got the 100. Right. Very few cases did I ever do, do super well like that. Um, but I always did the work for it. And then I found out, well, I, I could adopt some really bad study habits as long as you passed. As long as I passed. And I did really, you know, I passed everything. High mm-hmm. passed, which was one of the grades they could give you. High passed like one or two courses my first year. Well, the second year is like a weed out year. <laughs> and reality hit me mm-hmm. hard. And, you know, I had like a 1.5 GPA. <sighs> um, That's what I graduated high school with, but I graduated. That's the important thing. Well, it's yeah. a, you had to have a 2.0 to get out of mud. So, yeah. uh, you know, and so they, they, they put me on probation and then I, I, I had like a 1.6 the next semester. So I didn't do very well. Um, and so here was this, you know, I'm a smart guy and I mm-hmm. failed. Or, you know, it's like yeah. this is the first time I'd ever, ever done this. So I did what, what geeks do. I went and got books mm-hmm. and I read out about people. And said, it happens. And, you know, yep. from that experience, I kind of picked myself up and mm-hmm. ended up, you know, and I don't have, there's things that I would do differently in my past, mm-hmm. but I don't have any regrets yeah. because I'm pretty happy. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, both of us married well. Um, well, second time for second, me. Yeah. Uh, not, yeah. not, not, to, not to diss my, my ex-wife because, yeah. you know, it was, it was good when it was good and then when it wasn't, yeah. these things these, happened. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you seem to be in a really good place right oh, now. Yeah. I'm Much in a really better, good yeah. place now. And it's like, had I not taken that exact mm-hmm. path, 
Yes. You know, I wouldn't be here. I probably would have, you know, I probably would have uh, done like a bunch of my friends and gone to work with Microsoft. Yep. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who are very wealthy now because mm-hmm. they went to work for Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if you were a grunt and you got a job in like 87, and oh, let's yeah. say they gave you, you know, a thousand shares of stock at a dollar a share, it split eight times. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I used to work for a little company in Raleigh called Da Vinci Email. They did netware MHS-based email systems. Is that Brian Harry? That was Brian Harry. Yeah, he yeah. was a classmate of mine. So that's yeah. Mad. So and a whole bunch of Enlo grads who were people mm. I went to high, uh, I went to Enlo High School okay. in Raleigh, and so I knew a, uh, sort of a lot of them, and I that's how I fell into that job. And you know there was the one group that split off, and joined and founded uh, SourceSafe, okay. One Tree SourceSafe, which became Visual SourceSafe when Microsoft bought them out. And some of them are still with Microsoft, uh, but every last one of them, I mean, this was 94, 95, and they they were bought out. You know, they're still doing fantastic, and, you know, Brian is still with Microsoft. Yeah. yeah. I think Brian's still with Microsoft, but the other founders... um, And he lives around here. He lives, like, halfway between here. Oh, does he live up here now? Yeah, halfway between here and Chapel Hill. Last time I I saw him, he was out, out west still, but... No, the as far as I'm, the last time I saw him, which was many, many years ago, yeah. was uh, he said he had a place, I think off like Jokes Ferry or something. Yeah, like but, that. but the other founders, uh, Larry Iverson, he's in Oregon and he's yeah. doing art and photography and the projects he likes doing. And Kenny Felder, one of the other co founders, is in, this is of One Tree, not of, not of yeah. Da Vinci. He's up in Chapel Hill and being a physics professor, which is what he really wanted to do. You know, but then you've got guys like the founder of DaVinci, one of the co-founders of DaVinci himself, Bill Nussie, great guy, I haven't talked to him in years, but he's a huge, you know, VC, entrepreneur, advisor guy. Um, yeah, well, I was trying to find a downside. Now, you're yeah. talking all the upsides, but it's like, you but, know, I could have easily ended up, you know, mm-hmm. that's probably a bad example, but, you know, the idea of being a corporate mm-hmm. drone, like, you Just, know, going to work in a cube mm-hmm. and... I worked at Northern Telecom for five years, and yeah. I saw what you know. I, that was my Dilbert experience. Oh, it makes me it, it makes me insane. And right, uh, you know, it's my idea of hell to be in a cube every day. Uh, sometimes you put in the time, and it's worth it. And sometimes, well, I saw so know. many people who didn't. There's mm-hmm. that joke from uh, from uh, Office Space where the guy says, "I do about mm-hmm. you know forty minutes of real work a day." Yeah. And that was kind of it, because you went in, back then you turned your computer on, because you turned it off. I didn't go to sleep. Right. You know, so you turn it on, and you go get coffee, and you talk about the latest sports thing. And then you go, and you'd spend a couple hours reading your emails. Yep. I mean, I knew back in the day, people would print out their emails and put them in oh, little folders. There are still people who do that. I'm not lying. <sighs> and, um, it drives me crazy. Oh, it drives me crazy. Yeah. And, it's, you know, and you ended up with this corporate culture, and it's like, you know, most of my friends um, do not have what I would call a standard job. Yeah, I mean, I have a few who do. A few. I have, I have one guy who graduated from Harvey Mudd, went to work for this company in Nevada, and mm-hmm. he still works there. Yep. I mean, 30 years later, he still works there. Um, but uh, and he's happy. I mean, that's great. Um, mm-hmm. But so they're obviously giving, you know, um, mm-hmm. fulfilling his his professional yeah. needs. But you know, a lot of people, um, you know, they're all you know entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. or um, you know, they work from home for some company, yep. or they. Um, you know, I know people who are headhunters or, you know, there's mm-hmm. something where they're kind of self-employed. But I know a lot of people who, who came into Red Hat out of that sort of culture yeah. and blossomed. Yeah. You know, um, for those of you who are listening, go look these people up, like uh, uh, Jason Hibbets, yeah, who is great. fantastic in doing all that open source stuff. Um, I'm not sure where Tom Calloway came from. 
but he was already, I think he just went from state to Red Hat. Yeah, I, I think so. I yeah. just heard his, I, I heard one of his famous mm -hmm. stories in, uh, at Fosdem last year. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, one of his uh, about a, a little incident at NC State. Uh, oh, I know the one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if we will bring it up. He can bring it up if he wants to. Yeah. But, um, uh, if I can but, get him in front of a microphone, yeah. Yeah, that um, was after a few cocktails. That was that was because yeah. I consider myself a storyteller, and I just bowed down. I, said, yeah. I, don't, I don't have anything that comes close to that story because yeah. I can hold my own most of the time. But yeah. you know. but I mean, people like that. People like uh, I think she's one of the senior support engineers mm -hmm. at uh, Percona now, Summer Maynard. Um, oh, you should know Summer. Summer's awesome. Um, who else have we got that's graduated from Red Hat that escaped? Well, I mean, there are some people who left and came back. Greg DeConisberg, who... Yeah, went to Ansible and came back. Well, he went to Eucalyptus, was then bought out by HP, went to Ansible, was then bought out by Red Hat. So he left Red Hat to end up back at Red Hat, which was kind of funny. Um, well, I still owe you because... Um, Right when you started working for Red Hat, we had a swag exchange. I don't know yes. if you remember. You, I gave you a couple of OpenMS shirts, and yeah. you got me a fedora. Yes. Well, apparently that is like the fedora. Like it is mm -hmm. the first gen. It has this kind of faded gold label badge thing in the on the yep. hat band. Because mm -hmm. I was visiting with Jason, and he's yep. got his fine collection of fedoras. <laughs> and he picked up one. He goes, this is the original. And I said, yeah. oh, how can you tell? And he showed me. So I went back to my office sitting on my desk mm -hmm. right now as a... It's a slightly yep. dusty red hat fedora. That's the one I have. I have it on a uh, extra large plush bone from Jeff Smith's bone, and that's oh. where the, the hat lives <laughs> in my office. Mine was yeah. on top of an original Macintosh. Oh, there you go. That uh, got upgraded to a Mac Plus, and I actually little, did get it on the internet. Little irony there, yeah. Yeah, it so, is. It yeah. just it was a place for it. And, uh, mm -hmm. But uh, but no, failure is one of those things. It, like like you know, mm -hmm. Oprah getting fired. It's like everyone should go through it. Yeah, at least. And once. how you deal with it is is um, you know, if you realize it's kind of one of those it gets better kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, failure can be very very strengthening. And and again, we're open source. Fail fast is what we want to do. Yeah. I mean, we've tried a number of, you know, when our business keeps pivoting and it's always based upon our customers. Mm -hmm. Our customers will come to us. Oh, well, we wish you could do this, and we're like, okay, sure, you know, let's try it. You get yeah. enough of them because you know one of the things we've heard of, heard about is this. You know, we want to move everything to the cloud, but have something on the terrestrial side. So mm -hmm. now we were we you can run OpenMS in AWS or OpenStack, yep. and then we got these little minions you can mm -hmm. put out. It's the OpenMS plug part oh, of the yeah, show. Yeah. But you get these little <laughs> minions that you can put out. We call that terrestrial monitoring, right? Yeah. And that sends everything up to the cloud. So you get, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because the minions are, um, you can have, they're redundant. So you have multiple ones. And so when uh, the, the cloud-based OpenMS makes a request, it just randomly goes. Mm -hmm. And we had this one guy coming in saying, half the time I have the server that OpenMS says it's down and it's not. Well, it turned out one of the minions had a messed up firewall rule and, and couldn't, couldn't reach route. it. Oh, wow. So it's like we'd pull. It, it took us probably an hour to figure this out, but it basically it would, you know, it would go to minion mm -hmm. A, and it would work just fine, and yep. then eventually minion B would respond, and then it would fail, and then minion A would respond. And uh, so now we're like, okay, so now we, we've learned something about that. But you can just, you know, have the yeah. redundancy, and it's... Uh, all this kind of stuff's changing, it's, but it's yeah. fun. It's fun. It's fun, and, and as long as you're able to fail fast, you can move forward a lot faster. Right, and if you right? deal with that, if you, if, you know, there, there's no shame. We say it, you know, it's not a mistake unless you make it twice. There you go. Because yeah. Yeah. that means you didn't learn anything. Mm -hmm. And because uh, that's not saying, I, I quite frequently make mistakes twice. I'm like, ah, oh, and 
hit myself in the head and go, you know, oh, I remember that. I shouldn't have done that. Um, yeah. But what we try very, very hard is, you know, let's try something and see if it works. Mm-hmm. And if not, we always back it out and do something know, different. Do something yeah. different. And yeah. so, uh, and that's kind of the beauty of it. And what's really made me feel clean in this business is mm-hmm. the fact that it used to be if you made a technology decision, you had a, you know, at times a multi-million dollar investment. Oh yeah. That may not pan out. I worked mm. on a project, uh, a hardware project at IBM that did not pan out, and that was, I guess, probably $10 million sunk. Well, when our mm-hmm. customers try out OpenNMS, I mean, they, they can pay us for our time, right. and we can go out, but if they decide that it's not for them, or they mm-hmm. don't need us anymore, we're done. You know, yeah. we, we, there's not that kind of, oh, well, you got to go and uninstall it, or you don't mm-hmm. get, you know, or you can't use it anymore, or... You know, for us, it's like, yeah, well, you know, and, and what, what ends up happening is our customers then become self-selecting, mm-hmm. and we get great customers. Yeah, so, awesome. Uh, All right, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was no, great. That, that was the last question, so yeah, yeah we're, we're awesome. good. So I'll get you the uh, badge code for being a guest, yeah. and... Um, and I'll pimp it out on the socials. Yes, be about my, two weeks. To my 100 followers. Your 100 followers. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, all right, thanks. And we're back. I always have a good time talking to Taurus because he always has a unique take on things, whether it's the politics around town, whether it's free software, whether it's how much we actually both really enjoy all things open in Raleigh and the good work being done there. He's just a great guy to hang out with and have a beer. Plus, he helped me cut the door for the chicken coop. Yeah. And that was what led up to the interview because I was already there and we'd been talking about doing it for a while and I figured, hey, I have the recording rig. Let's just get it out of the way. So that leads me to this week's badge code. And our badge code this week is, in fact, OpenNMS, O-P-E-N-N-M-S. That's the name of the product and open source project that Taurus is a major part of and had a big impact in getting off the ground. One of my favorite monitoring tools when I can fit it in and it's an appropriate use case. Also, we should now say it is the beginning of November. If you are participating in NaNoWriMo or NaNoFemo, do your best. Good luck. We'll probably check in with progress as the month goes on. I know our friend Mer Lafferty will be probably doing some stuff on either her blog or I should be writing her podcast, which we love. Or possibly check in on Ditch Diggers. Ditch Diggers as well. There's going to be a lot of content out there. Don't let the content overwhelm you. Yes. Just like when we talk about planners and organization systems, when... You start to hear about strategies for making that word count or whatever. You can spend a lot of time 
looking at ways to get the words on the paper and not actually get words on the paper, or screen as the case may be. That said, a person who does give consistently good advice that tends not to be overwhelming, although it is very profane, Chuck Wendig. Oh, Chuck. We, yeah. We love him to pieces. Uh, his blog, mm-hmm. he says stuff on Twitter about it. Uh, yep. So don't listen to anyone who tells you you can't do it. Show them all up. Show them all up. You can totally do it. Yep. Check out our Patreon, which we still haven't taken the time to remodel. It's been busy. It has been. Patreon.com slash Ursula V. That supports this and all the other podcasts we're doing. Oh, yes. Uh, It also supports things like we're going to need to fix the Wi-Fi in the house. And so... Yes, we got to get the thing because that is a business expense. That's a business expense. Yes. So it... And... Part of what that Patreon does is it allows us to continue to provide these things for free to the wider community. So whether you support us or not, I'm not going to start charging for things. And But we're thrilled that you support us so we, we can are. keep doing this. Yeah, so you're the reason. Those of you who are, who are patrons are the reason we're able to release these for free and not have to do the, you know, all the people are like, oh, here's some Patreon-only content if you're a ten dollar pledge level and no we're not going to do that there's nothing wrong with that there There are people who do it they make it work more power to them i do not uh, blame them in the slightest uh it's it's not a model that works for us but Mm -mm. if you can make it work for you go for it. no i think i think our friend kb spangler is very successful with that yes but uh, we and it's the only way I can get her to yeah. take my money. So the uh, the one thing <laughs> that uh, we generally provide for a fee is that uh, you get all of my self published books as T Kingfisher for free if you are a patron. Yes. When when it comes out, basically I put it up on a Dropbox thing and say here. Here's go. the link. Yeah. Have fun. Don't so, share. The new book will be coming out fairly soon. I need an exact date mm-hmm. because Argyle Publication, who is doing the print volumes of Clockwork Boys, wants to do a hardcover. And, but it will be out in time for the holidays. Holidays, yes. yes. Think Thinking of, yeah, that's pretty much everything. We'll start going through this large stack of planners I have next to me that I have gathered up this year as we gear up towards 2018. And hopefully we can be productive and you can be productive. And so keep at it. Stay productive, folks. I don't know, man. That one you was said productive too many that times. Was, that so was it didn't weak. work as that a catchphrase. That was weak this week. So you gotta say it say it like Theoden writing. You know, the right they're they're writing to to save the the uh, what was I, the Helm's Deep. I have a confession. If you're about to tell me you didn't see that movie. Oh, I saw that movie. It's just it really kinda hazed over in the intervening years, I haven't seen it probably since the DVD was released. Well, stop the damn recording and I'll go make you watch that scene because it's badass. Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Stay productive!